welcome to a special episode of the Nintendo Rantan Podcast. I am Triforce Todd. And joining me today is Wario Will. Oh man, such good beats. And yeah, maybe that's probably I should at least get it on digital version or so buy it physically. I don't know, but man, that song slaps. Yeah. Uh, if you want to do the other trivia, you could do, Oh, baby, you, you got what I need when you say he's just a friend. Oh, yeah. When you say he's just a friend. Yeah, we're talking about Volition, obviously. We will get to that, I promise. But uh, today, we do not have Skull Kid Scott. Tellius Tyler is still in the Shatterverse somewhere. <laughs> but joining us from her long slumber is Falcon 5! Hi. I know that y'all wouldn't believe me, but what if I said I was playing Zelda the whole time I was gone? I don't believe you. I don't believe you. <laughs> I wasn't. I wasn't. Yeah. But yeah, I'm back. I mean, if anything else, I'm surprised that you've been, again, We, me and Todd basically talk about that you've been with Pokemon Sleep and the luck you've been having. Jeez Louise, I'm jealous. I'm literally jealous. That, that, that's how it happened. I've been sleeping the whole time I was going and got two shinies. That's how I did it. Yeah. Uh... That's that my question. What's it like sleeping with Pokemon for a month? It's great. <laughs> it, it's great. It's really great. It's really Every great. night, every yeah. night before I go to bed, I have the little Pokemon, little Pokemon Go Plus button, and you hold the little button, and you know Pikachu does his little thing, and then he sings you a lullaby, and it's just great. It, it, after a long day, hearing that is the best thing ever. <laughs> it takes all of my stresses and worries away, and life is good. There you go. Mm-hmm. All right, and then joining us for apparently the second time. Apparently, it's the return of R-Wing Andrew. Hello, hello. I have not been playing Pokemon Sleep, but a week and a half ago, I did go to Pokemon Go Fest in New York City, and that ah. was a lot of fun. Ah, okay, okay, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Don't worry, Andrew, I don't have Pokemon Sleep either. Why? I don't sleep well, so why do I need Pokemon to tell me that I suck? So... There you go. Yeah, I just did Pokemon Awake. <laughs> Uh, that would be Pokemon Go, thank you. <laughs> yeah, that's what I did. Yeah. Uh, also known as Pokemon Walk. So, uh, But yes, Andrew is back. Apparently, he had to remind us that he actually has been here before. He was here when he first got his Nintendo Switch, and I guess we guided him on what games to get or something. That's right. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, man. Yeah, it's no, been a I... while. <laughs> Things have changed since he's been here, Andrew. So... Yeah, but since we have a uh, full party, we're going to get right off into it with WHAT HAVE YOU BEEN PLAYING? And Andrew, I'm going to start with you since you've been gone the longest. Sorry, Faith. And what have you been playing just in general over the last, gods, I don't know, six months or so? But focus on the last month. Gosh, yeah, last six months would be a lot. Um, Yeah, so in addition to Pokemon Go, which I'm always playing, uh, I've gotten back into... Persona 5 Royal. Uh, tragically, uh, a couple months ago, right when I was like about to get into it, uh, my hard drive crashed and I lost the save file. Oof. But I've gotten back to where I was. Uh, so I'm going with that. And then... Um, hold on, hold on. Before it crashed, how far into it were you hours-wise? Oh, man. I was 80 hours into oh! it. I know. 
I know. Uh, but now I am 50 hours into it, but I'm at the same point that I was before. Okay, so effectively strategizing. You learned your lessons. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah. Uh, so now I'm like, I feel like I have to beat it uh, so that doesn't happen again. And then but I did recently uh, replay Bioshock Infinite, which I hadn't played in years. So that was fun. I think it's, it was like the 10th anniversary of it recently. Uh, so it was fun to go back into it. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Infinite is definitely a good entry. <laughs> Yeah. Is that it? I mean, there's from the past six months. There's other stuff. Oh, oh, I want to mention because um, I know Scott would have talked about this. Um, I did play the demo for Sea of Stars, so I'm oh, really yeah, excited yeah. for that. Yeah. Yes. And also, that's also shout out to Skull Kid Scott because not only did he review the game, give it a perfect score, but the title has sold over a hundred thousand copies already for a you know two D pixel art RPG from an indie developer. That's pretty impressive. Mm, mm, mm. In, in a short amount of time. That's really good. So you, you're welcome, Scott. <laughs> yeah, thank you, Scott. Yeah, I saw his review and I was like, oh, after, and I really loved the demo. So I was like, I do want to get to the full game um, after I get through like my giant backlog of other games and Persona 5. <laughs> All right. Uh, Faith, since you were the second longest away, what have you been playing? I thought I already told you that I've been playing Pokemon Sleep. That's not really playing, though. I mean, well, let's be honest. You, you play in your sleep, and I got two shinies, so I'm doing better than everybody else. <laughs> I mean, technically, it is an interactive <laughs> experience, so I think we can give this one to Faith, uh, dear host. Um, but outside of that, really all I've been playing is Pokemon. I've been playing Pokemon Violet because I'm trying to um, get shiny Sprigatito, and ah. I'm only, like... 30 eggs in to 4,000 because it's a one in 4,000 chance of getting a shiny Sprigatito. So <laughs> I don't know why I do this to myself, but yeah. Um, and then I've been a masochist. <laughs> I mean, I would never understand, like, yeah, if you want to go for the shiny hunt, especially if you want to go for perfect IVs, like, I don't know how you Pokemaniacs do it. Like, really going for shiny hunting, IV hunting, and all that. Well, really, I started it because I wanted something for me and my my Twitch viewers to do. And I'm like, you know what? Let's do Shiny Hunt. And then I'm like, how hard can this be? And then we start streaming. And I'm like, you know, guys, I really don't even know what the chances are of getting one. Let's look it up real quick. Oh. <laughs> oh. And we were, we were already too far in. And I'm like, I already promised all these people. So... Um, but then outside of that, I've been, I actually got into two new games recently. I got into Warhammer, which has mm. been an experience. I like it, surprisingly. Um, so I'm, I'm getting into that. I got like two games. No, I don't remember exactly which ones because it was like five billion. Um, and then I'm playing Baldur's Gate and I'm obsessed with it. I'm obsessed <laughs> no, no, with no, it. No, no, no. Baldur's Gate 3. Baldur's Gate 3, yes. Sorry. There's a there difference. is a difference. There is a difference. <laughs> there, there's, here's, here's the difference. It's it's three things. Visuals, length of game, and a woman saying, God, I want to ride you until you're seeing stars. <laughs> Did you reach up to that point, Afade? Uh, no, but you know, I, I've seen so much already. <laughs> I'm playing it 
I, I've been playing it with one of my guy friends, and it's been a trip. Mm -hmm. as soon I can as only I, imagine. As soon as I, I'm, I'm going to keep this very family friendly, but as soon as we started, you know, I asked you if you're okay with seeing certain things, and we both hit yes, and then you, <laughs> you choose to make adjustments to certain things on yourself, and I'm like, oh, <laughs> this is this is something. <laughs> there are so, so many jokes I want to make here. I do. But yeah. I, I will keep it clean for now. Uh, yeah. I mean, I, I was like, it was a big news, like when Twitch streamers like, oh, you can do that? And to, on Twitter, like, oh, 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 okay. And mm -hmm. there goes my partnership on Twitch. <laughs> yeah, literally, I, I, I was looking at it. I'm like, okay, do I want to hit no and like not see any of it? Or do I want to hit yes? And so I text my friend and I'm like, hey, which did you hit yes or no? He's like, oh, I hit yes. And I adjusted that junk. And I'm like, oh, <laughs> but, oh, oh, okay. But, but there's, what about the third option? There's, What's the third option? Just don't play the game at all? Well, that, 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 that's the fourth option. <laughs> there's, there's hit yes, hit no, and hit that. <laughs> uh, and, and trust me, when I say a lot of those players have been definitely trying to hit that. that and oh, that, people and are that, speed that, that stuff. <laughs> I don't know. I was told there, there, I was reading something the other day about there being some type of limit on how many you can do with that. I don't know if that's true, though. Life finds a way, Faith. Because people are like trying to find people that like have a mod or something to where it's unlimited. Oh, like, there really will be all? mods, no doubt about that. There will be mods. Oh yeah, definitely. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's basically all I've been playing. So it's been very entertaining over here. <laughs> I mean, I, I imagine you and the many thousands after Baldur's Gate three is just like it's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> I'm over here playing it so innocently though, and then everybody else I'm watching is just like hungry animals. <laughs> Oh, you oh, had yeah. no idea. Yeah, I don't know if you uh, listened to last week's podcast, but we addressed that with Skullkit Scott, who's been diving deep into the game. And <laughs> I, I was trying to remember that line that I recited earlier because I, I saw the meme of, you know, people trying to get with fire demon. Carlac, Carlac. And mm -hmm. like they needed like fire resistance or like the potions. And then I, I saw a meme of that line and then like the 99 fire potions like draining quickly <laughs> as they were with her. Like, yeah, mm -hmm. and, and even will admit like it's a very horny game, which is not something I say lightly because you could argue that there's a lot of games like that, and then there's this game. <laughs> it's like, then it's there's this beyond. game. Yeah, well, I mean, think, yeah, about, think about it. Like Mass Effect, not horny. not as horny, not, not, not as, as horny, horny, but the options are there. It's really like just pick one, right? Uh, Persona, 5, Persona Five, Persona Four. You know, that, I would say there's lots of horniness in there, especially four. Four is like <laughs> unabatedly horny. And then I haven't even played Baldur's Gate 3. I probably will eventually once I get clear certain months. But it's just like, oh, yeah, I got to get with her, get with her. Yeah, convince her to be with you. You know, get the fire potion, be with Carlac. And it's just like, is this like the only thing people are doing in the game? No, no, that's not the only person they're doing. No, that's not what they asked. That's all I said. Thank you. Uh, so, yeah, some people just want to make it that way, I guess. And hey, it's selling, you... so yay. <laughs> and then you have me. I get I get Boulder Skate 3, and I'm like, I am not going to romance any of these characters. None of them. I'm not going to be that person. <laughs> and then Good luck with I'm that, walking, because they I'm will walking, come at you regardless. <laughs> and then I'm walking down this road in the game, and I see this hand sticking out of this portal. And I'm like, what in the world happened to this person? Here, ah, let me yeah. help you. And I'm like, oh my gosh, she's gorgeous. <laughs> <laughs> Oh yep. uh, man, you're you're basically becoming the, the overwhelming meme of Squidward. Like, oh no, he's hot. 
Uh-huh. And then he's like, and then he's like, do you need help? Yes, I need all the help. I need you to follow me. Come on, we gotta go do this now. <laughs> she she has needs. <laughs> it, it's, it's it's like Zelda all over again. I need him to hold my hand and walk me through this. Oh no, that's my needs. No, that's no. my needs. Left, faith. Left. <laughs> that's not left. Yes. So and, yeah. Yeah, that's all right. And I'm I'm glad that you found someone that you want to follow you forever. So congrats. yeah, I finally did it. Thank yeah. you. Yep. <laughs> yeah. It's like the real struggle is if you get to where I was in Mass Effect Three, where you're like, okay, I have Liara and she's great, but it's Tali. She's like right there. Like, what do I choose? Like, you know, that's the dilemma. Like, <laughs> when, you, when you have like, when you have one on each side of you, I'm like, do I really need to choose? <laughs> like, it, like where's the mod for that? You know. Oh, oh, they're developing it. Don't worry. I already looked it up today. Duly noted. Well, okay. I didn't look it up. I was writing right, a guide. Right. I was writing a guide and it popped up and I'm like, oh, okay. That's not what I'm looking for. <laughs> I didn't actually look that up. I'm not one of those people. Uh-huh. I'm not shaming you if you are though. Uh-huh. Well, well, mm, I'm just yeah. going to shut up. <laughs> Smart choice. All right. Uh, Will, how about you go next? Uh, for me, it's more or less just getting ready for the upcoming season of Splatoon and three. I have and going back into it, just like I finished up the catalog. I'm just like seeing what is, what else is there to get, and yeah, like as well as also like I only just learned this fact now in the the gacha the gacha in the game to get like uh, items, uh, buff ups, as well as like things for your locker. And apparently, like yeah, there is a difference if you get like the if there is a sparkly golden uh, capsule you get from the gacha machine. It is more like the rarer stuff, like the the golden banner and all that. I just learned that today. I know I'm slow, even after all these years. I'm sorry. <laughs> so yeah, just kind of like trying my luck at the gacha with no avail. So sadly enough that. And of course, by the time you listen to this, the, the new season is out. But we'll get to that in a moment. So aside from that, yeah. Um, aside from Splatoon 3, I have been also going back with the continuing of my um, for the fame pass of Fall Guys with the with the Final Fantasy 7 DLC, which I'm almost done at a level th- at 30 or somewhere around that sort. And of course, I'll be shooting that the minimum base of 40, unless I want to go for the full 100 to get that black chocobo. Which, <laughs> and again, props to you people who who stick with Fall Guys even all, all these years. Yeah, so props to you as well. Uh, as well as um, let's see, what else? I don't know. Okay, I just played play that a little bit of Hades, but mostly also focusing on the gotcha stuff, uh, which uh, one being uh for Fire Emblem Heroes with the recent uh new legendary banner with uh legendary Alir with. <laughs> I'm sorry, uh, I think you probably can attest to this, Todd. But when I saw his, saw the the equip set, basically a dragon fist and dragon blast, that just like a full DBZ reference. I'm so sorry. It's just like. Like, granted, granted, the uh, legendary earlier is pretty much a very good, useful unit. I mean, again, up there with um, legendary Hinoka, but Dra- Dragon Fist and Dragon Blast, uh, like you can probably you probably know the reference, Todd, since you've beaten the game. Is so like okay, okay, it's it's nice, Dragon Fist and Dragon Blast. Please just bring in Goku, and that would be fine in in Fire Emblem Heroes. But I digress. <laughs> but can they beat Goku? Or oh, sorry, I mean, can they beat Superman? <laughs> and um the other gotcha that i've also been in which i have indeed wrote for the site and yes uh thankfully rngs has been kind to me with this recent uh near collaboration with uh goddess of victory nikkei i'm just gonna come out and say it and holy moly has it took the internet on by storm and we even could talk we had we had to wrote about it it's just like yeah 
if you need want anything to have a successful, uh, I don't know, be it free to play games, just bring in Nier. Yokotaro will bring in the money for you. I mean, we recently had that with the Naraka Blade Point, that free to play uh, battle royal game, and now with um, God Shop with a uh, Goddess of Victory. Yeah, Two uh, B will bring in the money. <laughs> Let's just say that bring in the money and everything else. And thankfully, uh, RNG was kind to me, and I got got her my first ten polls. So yeah, thank Two B once again. So, so I mean, even though I have the original game. So, so when, it, when it comes to your uh, RNG titles, you could say it was meant to be. <laughs> I regret nothing. <laughs> and soon, yes, uh, later on, we will also be getting A2 as well. So, yeah, again, again, I, I just love it as well that um, that uh, the voice actor actress also reprised the roles of Akira Bolton and Jeremy Lay, who uh, reprised back as um, to, to be in that, and, uh, A2. So, I, I'm happy about that. So, can't wait for that. Again, bless your RNG, uh, RNG luck to you people who are trying to pull for her. And uh, yeah, get get ready because it is gonna be quite interesting collab to say the least. So yeah, uh, bless on your RNG balls. All right. As for me, uh, I have finally finished Final Fantasy VII Remake. I played <laughs> nice. the uh, the intermission missions, intermission missions uh, with Yuffie, and I can officially say. I'm still so confused. <laughs> like, yeah, like that point as well. Like I'm, I'm almost at the second chapter as well. But uh, yeah, like once you finish it, it is it is still easy with questions. I agree. I agree. Well, it's not just that. It's just it's. It, I mentioned this lightly last week because I I had barely touched it at the time. But it was kind of a case of like, did we really need this? I mean, yes, as we talked about, I think two weeks ago, Yuffie was an optional character in the original game, and yet here she's got like you know a full fledged backstory and then there's Sonon and uh, everything like their mission into Shinra and you can tell like things aren't going to go well because you know like, what happens you know what happens exactly and uh, it's okay I'm gonna go to spoilers so the character Sonon who is I'm pretty sure only in this game right? yeah only exclusive in this only title yeah 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 title dies obviously and he dies weirdly I don't fully get it and then there's like there's these random characters that just show up like oh yes we've been powerful characters you've been beneath Shinra the whole time I'm like then why that will be due to Dirge of Cerberus yeah That's Weiss yeah, uh, like Weiss was in Dirge of Cerberus as well as the other character. I forgot his name, but basically, sure. yeah, they, it, that lore, the, the lore in Dirge of Cerberus is a bit more, yeah, adds to the extra convolutedness of it all. Yeah. Darn. Basically, uh, I didn't play Dirge of Cerberus. Uh, hey, I remember X Plays review of that. Two out of five. There you go. But it was like, it's just so, it was just so confusing. And then at the end, it's like Yuffie runs out of Shinra like after the death of Sonon and then she arrives just in time to see Sector 7 blow up and does like the typical anime protagonist scream, you know, what am I fighting for? You know, that kind of thing. Zero reference, you're welcome. Um, and then all of a sudden she's on a chocobo and it's like, yeah, I'm gonna, I think I'm going to need some help here. I'm like, gee, I wonder what that's a reference to. And we know she meets up with everybody because of the rebirth trailer we got where she's freaked out by the darkness which i get i now get which i understand that's fine that's the least confusing thing of all of it but uh yeah i'm confused which is why i'm glad scott or not scott andrew's here because he is here to help me understand final fantasy 7 remake go <laughs> so the grand uh, irony uh, is that I actually have not played Intermission. I do know what happens. Oh. I've just played Remake, like, the main part. Don't worry about so, it. Don't worry about Intermission. You, you probably won't right. help that anyway. So, yeah. So that I can, like, I can kind of tie things in. 
but mostly it's like your confusion of remake, like just the ending of that. I imagine maybe with the whispers and like the timelines and things. Yeah, um, pretty much. Yeah. Uh, also, I found my name. Uh, I know who knew what my name was, um, but I was originally Arbok Andrew. Oh, see, that's how long it's been. I would not yeah. have Arbok Andrew. <laughs> So, uh, but yeah. So, do you do you have specific like specific questions or things that confused you the most? Yeah, let, let's start with the whole game. No, I'm joking. Um, okay, let's just, let's focus on the ending here because I understand more or less what the whispers are. They are the the planet trying to course correct to tell the story that we all know. I guess. Yeah. And yet, okay, that that I can understand. And you, there's even points in the game where it's clear that they're just trying to course correct things. I get that, like with Jesse getting hurt so that Cloud would be put on the mission to the Mac. Exactly. Character. That I understood. Um, but Sephiroth can affect the Wraiths, even though they're the planet, and thus can break destiny because reasons. That like affecting uh, like the whispers or the the final battle at the end. Well, it's just they don't they don't affect him at all. He like specifically takes out whispers and then sets. Oh, Sephiroth. Yeah. So I so that may be. Uh, well, so there's an interesting thing that there's a theory that uh, Sephiroth and Aerith uh, both are aware of the original events of the game. Uh, it hasn't been like explained yet, only hinted at, uh, because both of them mention things that haven't happened yet. Uh, like, there's the whole optional scene. I don't know if you got, um, who, like, who did you have, like, the midnight scene with? Uh, do you remember in, uh, like, Aerith's garden? Um, I think the options are Tifa, Aerith, or Barrett. Do you remember? Yeah, yeah, those three. Yeah, those three. Wait, the, the, the midnight scene? Before yeah, you like, head up uh, to the play to rescue Aerith. Yeah, it's like at midnight or sometime in the middle of the night. Uh, you wake up and you're like, oh, I can't sleep. And they're like, oh, I can't sleep either. And so you can get either Barrett, Tifa, or Aerith, depending upon like who you talk to the most in the game. I think I, t I, think I got uh, Tifa. Okay. So uh, I think Tifa's a good one, but Aerith's is really interesting that she talks about like how Cloud uh, can't fall in love with her uh, because uh, everyone dies. And she's like very heavy, uh, heavily implying that like she is going to die, um, and that she knows that she's going to die. Uh, so like she's like, "Don't get too attached to me." Um, so people are like, "Oh wow, she knows like what happens in the original game." And some part that Sephiroth uh, does too. So I don't know exactly how she's affected by the whispers. I'd have to check, but I think it could be that since both of them know the original timeline. Uh, the whispers wouldn't affect them since they're also like a part of the original timeline. But they, uh, like, Aerith specifically says that she's affected by the whispers. She even says to Tifa, "Every time they touch me, something gets taken away." Oh, oh, interesting. So I think that could be regards to her. That's in regards to her remembering uh, the original timeline. Um, I don't know exactly how it would work for Sephiroth. Uh, but apparently, so, like, for everyone else, like, for Cloud and Tifa and Barrett, the Whispers are just trying to, like, stop them from changing thing. Uh, but for Aerith, uh, they're trying to, like, stop her from remembering uh, the original timeline since she knows it. That's not confusing at all. 
It's like, you're supposed to help me, Andrew. Dang it. I'm trying. I'm you're trying, failing. Todd. I'm trying. Okay, okay. Um, let, let's skip to, like, the final boss battle. All right. Yeah. Why were the wraiths surrounding the Shinra building like they did? Like, there was an army of them. Why? Yeah, so that... There are a few sort of moments where they do that. The big one is, I mean, just since, like, so much is happening there... Uh, are you talking about sort of before, like before the final battles at yeah. the Shinra building? Or, um... We just see it like swarming the building, even though like none of the main crew are there. The only people there are Shinra and some of Avalanche, like Wedge, who dies, question mark? Yeah. Uh, That's what I was going to say. Yeah, since uh, Wedge was supposed to have died already, uh, they swarm the building and they suck him out. Uh, so the reason for that would be that he's still he's gone like further in the game than he ever was supposed to uh so they're just trying super hard to get him out and there's that thing where he does something i'm trying to remember the exact line of like being so close to like making it and then they just like suck him out of the building um at the end uh although and i know this is just going to confuse you more it is implied that he potentially may be alive um, but the point is they do, they are like doubling down, which is why there are so many of them on killing him to make sure he dies since yeah, he wasn't and, supposed and to go there. alive. We see Biggs at the end. Yeah. So, um, so that is an interesting thing. Oh, this is, I, was, I don't know if this is going to help, but I'm like, I'm making it so confusing yeah, um, as it is. Uh, is the theory of how many timelines there are? Because uh, at the end of the game, you see... Uh, I mean, I guess we're like really into spoilers, but you know, you see Zach still alive, yeah, um, and notably, uh, this. I don't know if you noticed that a Stamp, the dog mascot, is a different dog, mm. um, implying that it's not the same timeline that the main game takes place in. Yeah. Uh, so it's unknown whether I think it seems suggested that. Uh, Biggs is alive in the timeline where Zach is alive. Um, but it's like who, and who even knows like exactly how the timelines work, but it is possible that he could also be somehow still alive or brought back to life, uh, with the whispers being defeated, um, in the main timeline. But yeah, let's talk about that really quick, really, really, really quickly. How the heck do we defeat these wraiths if they are literally the planet course correcting? And this is Cloud before yes. he gets, like, super powerful. Like, this specifically stated in the original game that Cloud is not at the level of Sephiroth at the beginning of the game. And yet, before we even leave Midgar, we are able to defeat him to the point where he apparently takes us to, this, to the point of creation. I'm not even going to ask about that. Oh, you have seven seconds before everything ends. And then, like, they're just outside of Midgar. I'm not even going to ask about any of that because I guarantee you don't have an answer. But yeah, how, are that, we, how, how the heck are we spaced? How, how are we beating these race when they are literally the planet? Yeah, so a couple things. So first, it's funny, the seven seconds thing, no one knows what that means. There are some theories. The, uh, the initial theory was that it, it takes seven seconds for Sephiroth to kill Aerith. Which is what, then, actually what Will said last week, actually. So thank oh, you it's for funny. That. Uh, apparently, people timed it, and it was not seven seconds. So lame, lame. it's not, it's probably not that. Another theory is that in the original game, it's mentioned that Meteor will uh, destroy the planet in seven days uh, after Sephiroth conjuring it. Um, so there could be some kind of reference to, like, I don't know, an expedited timeline, but, like, the number seven. 
Um, but anyway, we'll find out. We don't know exactly what the seven seconds means or confirmation of that. Uh, the whispers at the end, that's an interesting thing that people have figured out like almost definitively uh, is that they're like the three main whispers um, that you fight, one with a sword, uh, one with uh, like fists, and one with guns. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Yeah, and, basically it's referencing to Advent Children. Yes. The first theory was that it was Cloud, Bear, and Tifa in the future, but then people pointed out that actually uh, they more closely resemble the three antagonists from Advent Children. Uh, the idea being that if timeline has changed then advent children would never happen so the antagonists from there going back to fight them so to answer your question it's not so much that they have to defeat uh the like guardians of the planet so much as they have to defeat like the three side antagonists from advent children Which, um uh so confusing especially since i've never watched advent children so i would not know <laughs> how is that my fault yeah, it's funny because when I when I play, well actually when I played remake, I hadn't even played the original. I played the original right after playing remake, and then we played remake. Um, but I watched Advent Children. Uh, I think yeah, I think this year actually, and so then I understood that ending um, of the three the three antagonists from that. Uh, their names I'm like definitely gonna butcher, but it's Kadaj, Yazoo, and then Rose. Um, the third one I'm not don't. Don't hold me to that, but um, yeah. So that's who you're fighting at the end, almost definitely. Yeah, uh, I mean, even if that is true, like that's still confusing because again, I never played Evan Children. I guarantee you, or or watched Evan Children. I guarantee you, a lot of people have not watched Evan Children because of the polarizing uh reception to that film, and it still doesn't clear up anything. <laughs> <laughs> it really doesn't, especially since it canonically they're supposed to leave Midgar, and yet the race are trying to block them from leaving Midgar. Why would they do that if they're trying to continue the timeline? I'm not going to have you answer that, Andrew, because we really need to move on, because we'll be talking about this for another hour, and I will still probably be very, very confused. So let the moral of this story be, Nomura, stop making things confusing! It's a remake, not a retelling! Or, or an altered history, or multiverse. We are tired of the multiverse, god dang you! <laughs> we are getting something of a remake with uh, Ever Crisis uh, just next month. Ugh, it's all the same. Actually, uh, a week from today. Anyway, uh, we are now going to move on, because we do have a lot of news to talk about. So, it's time to go down the war pipe. And first, Pokemon. Why? Because I want to. Deal with it. Also, I kid you not, a work script I had today was about real-world Pokemon, except it wasn't because the, the researchers were lazy. So I literally just wrote about Pokemon and what their, like, origin animal was. And so, and one of them was Arbok. <laughs> I'm like, hey, nice. I'm, gonna blow you, I'm gonna blow your mind here, folks. Arbok is Cobra spelled backwards. I know! It's so weird! I don't know how no one noticed that before. Like, it's a snake. It's literally a snake. What do you want? Get ready for Ekans. Yeah, exactly. I mentioned Ekans, I promise. But it's like, and then I like Lechonk was there. I'm like, it's a pig. What do you want? It's a freaking pig. It's a French pig. That's even worse. So, but uh, there's two main stories we're going to talk about. The first is that the Pokemon company has decided to team up with the Vocaloids. This is real. 
All right. They are doing a project called, I'm sorry, I, I, I thought I had it up. It's the uh, 18 Type 18 or something like that. Basically, they're going to do a song for all 18 types of Pokemon. And they're gonna they're gonna be doing it alongside uh uh the Vocaloids. Uh Hitsaru Mae or something like that. What's uh Will you you should know Vocaloids, don't you? I mean, are you talking about Hatsune Miku? Those oh yeah. from Crypt uh Krypton? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's called Project Voltage 18 Types, 18 Songs. And it's gonna be about songs with Pokemon uh like the Pokemon cries and certain clips from songs and one for each type and then there's going to be a set of illustrations that come out showing off uh hasune along with the pokemon like there's one out right now with her and farfetched which i guess will represent the normal type pokemon oh uh, okay i i know because again they both have leaks they both like the leaks that might make a lot of sense okay okay gotcha all right uh, but yeah, like that's interesting especially because of if you recall the pokemon 25 project where they brought in like the modern singers to do Pokemon songs, except they weren't Pokemon songs at all. They were regular, like sometimes very mature songs, and they just had like Pokemon in the background. I'm like, that's not the same. <laughs> that is not the same. But uh, that that's that's interesting. That's interesting. Uh, and then to top that, I'm sorry, this is going to be three things now. Uh, in Japan on TV Tokyo, there is going to be a live action pokemon drama series now when i say pokemon drama series i do not mean like some like detective pikachu movie where you know like there was pokemon alongside people the the uh show in question i'm bringing it up right now is called uh fill your pockets with adventure go with me on this it's about a, a young japanese woman who moves from her small fishing village in japan to the big city of tokyo she joins an ad agency and she eventually becomes part of this project that could determine the fate of the company. You know, your typical drama stuff. And her mother, being the godly woman she is, uh, sends her her original Game Boy with a copy of Pokemon Red. And as she plays the game, she realizes certain facts about life. And it helps her with this presentation and dealing with her new life in Tokyo. So the more she plays the game, especially with her new friends, she's going to like get better at life, I guess. I'm like, yeah, that's a drama series. <laughs> I mean, hey, what better way to learn life lessons than playing with Pokemon? Yes, why well, that that? I mean, they, again, the cartoon also did the same thing too, so why not? <laughs> yeah, that, like I actually do like this concept, and I'm actually trying to think of a way to to do it like American style, if you if if you will. And, American style. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like I, I don't think I really just being honest here, we could not do that in in America. Because like Japan would be so much more accepting of that concept, where where America would be like, you can't learn things from games, and even though gamers would tell you that. Like, <laughs> I mean, the crap. only thing I could imagine like here, if it was good to be doing was like I don't know, put a general hospital twist on it. I don't know because well, what's the current I don't know drama that's topping these days? I don't know. I I, I grew up in the general hospital days, so I don't know about that. <laughs> I, I don't even know what you're going for, but let's just roll with it. Um, but yeah, I, I I don't know how I would write it like something like that for you know american audiences because again japan is very accepting of these kinds of concepts i mean just look at all the anime that they've done <coughs> and but like i i actually would want to watch that just to see how it all plays out like that is intriguing to me on a, on a writer level aside and as a gamer of course so <laughs> i'll definitely be keeping my eye on that but also fill your pockets with adventure that's definitely a title 
<laughs> that's the title. I mean, Pokemon and, is huge in the U.S. Say, say it again. I mean, Pokemon is huge in the U.S. So no, no that's I, not the question. It's not the question of whether Pokemon is popular. That's obvious. The question is, could such a themed storyline be popular here in the West? And I don't yeah. think it would. Now, especially they're going like full person drama on this with the crux that it's about this woman this young woman playing pokemon to learn more about life i don't think that translates over here as well oh yeah well that's why i mentioned it is i feel like with any other game i like i think you're right but i was like oh if they were gonna do it i could see pokemon just because that really became such a phenomenon in the u.s that people might buy into it but like legend of zelda i don't think would yeah well I don't know. It's, it's a really interesting thing. That's why I definitely wanted to bring it up because I'm like, oh, there's, they're going to do a live action Pokemon series. That's not what I had envisioned. <laughs> so, but hey, Japan's still surprising me. Love it. And then uh, Pokemon Go is apparently getting some uh, Pokemon that Faith is very interested, very interested in. Right, Faith? Yes. <laughs> Talk about it, please. <laughs> Basically, they're adding the Scarlet Pokemon, Scarlet and Violet. But here's the thing that kind of ticks me off. They're not adding the shiny versions yet. Mm. I'm sorry. It, and never, it's like, okay, stop it. They never add them the same time. Or because, very rarely. What did you say? Oh, I just said they never uh, add them the same time that they are, uh, like the shiny versions, when they release them for the first time. Maybe for a couple they did. I don't think for the starters. Um, well, I know for, what, what's that? What, Todd, what's the, what's the pig's name? The Chonk. Yeah, the Chonk. Okay, yeah, that one, they're adding the shiny as soon as they add it. But the other starters, like Sprigatito and the other ones, are not getting shinies yet, is what I'm confused about. And so it makes me wonder, like, are they going to do community days for each individual one, or are they just not going to have them for a while? Yeah, I think that is when they add them. Probably. I'm just, I don't know, because there is a lot of Pokemon still in Pokemon Go that don't have their shiny variant and i've noticed that is so much easier to get shinies in pokemon go than it is in like the console games so that's part of why no i'm not trying to cheat the system on what i started on my twitch totally not um but you know it would just be so much easier i feel like to get the shinies on there and i don't understand why they don't just add them but yet we're gonna have another charmander event already so it's fine yeah, I think for the, all the starters, they add the starters first, and then they have the community day shortly after, uh, or sometime after, and then that's when the shinies get added. Yeah, hopefully that's what happens. I honestly haven't played, I'm trying to think when I even downloaded Pokemon Go. I got it, like, December, I think, and I, I didn't pay much attention to it till a few months ago. So, but I'm just excited for them to be there, because I want Sprigatito in the game and i hate that you that's one that also ticks me off is you can't transfer the console game pokemon to pokemon go you can only have the pokemon in pokemon go that you catch in there so so you mean regardless that's like it. The you can move them off so basically what you mean is basically the incorporation of like the pokemon bank which you can like transfer your pokemon from the game to any mobile games is that what you mean like the po they use the pokemon bank 
Yeah, so yeah, so basically when you catch a Pokemon in Pokemon Go, you can move it onto Pokemon Home and then move it to, you um, know, oh, yeah, yeah. Diamond or Shield or all of those, whichever one is compatible with, depending on if it's in there or not. But the thing is, if let's say you get a Pokemon on the Violet and you want to have it on Pokemon Go, you cannot do that. You cannot move Pokemon back into Pokemon Go or move Pokemon into Pokemon Go to begin with. So whatever Pokemon you desperately want to have in Pokemon Go, you have to catch and then like level up and then keep it there. And this is why I don't play Pokemon Go. <laughs> that next. <laughs> but the thing is, I got my first shiny on Pokemon Go, and I immediately leveled it up and moved it over to Violet because Violet's my favorite game. I'm like, yep, moving it over. But my my first shiny was Finnegan, and it's so pretty because it's purple. <laughs> they yeah. realize you can, yeah. you can move them. That's so fascinating because shinies are so common in Pokemon Go. Mm-hmm. Relative to the to the actual mainline games. Yeah, but I know you could do that before. I don't know if it started with a 3DS or just the DS, but you had like Pokemon Bank. And you could do it between those games, but then they like made I don't know if they updated Pokemon Bank to Pokemon Home or if Pokemon Home was a whole new thing. When the DS games were out, when, like, even the 3DS, I'm trying to think when Pokemon Go came out. Because Pokemon Go was, I think, like... I think it came 16? out in 2016. Yeah. It was after... Like, that was, yeah, it was, like, that was after... I'm trying to think game. when the Switch came out. Didn't the Switch come out Switch in, like, 2000? 2017. Yeah, that's what I was about to say. So, yeah, it was so, right. So, right yeah. so, yeah, it was around the same time, almost. I don't know if you could transfer, probably not, probably not, but I don't know if you could transfer your Pokemon from Pokemon Go to the 3DS, like within that year before the Switch came out. That I, I don't, don't know. So, but, yeah. We'd have to talk to some experts about that. Yeah. <laughs> None of which are here, I promise you. So. But yeah, I'm just really excited about the starters to be coming. I've been waiting for this. And then when we saw it in Pokemon Presents, I'm like, yes, finally. <laughs> it's here, Dengue. Where's my Sprigatito? Okay. I know. And like, if I got to buy another four, you know, I'm going to, can I vent about the Pokemon, the Pokemon Go Fest for a minute? Sure. Oh, okay. How about it? I wasted my freaking money on that freaking $14 ticket and I'm pissed off about uh. it. I am so pissed off about it. Okay, so you know, everybody, this was my first time doing it, you know. I don't you know, it's okay. You live and you learn. And I, you know, I bought a ticket. Everybody at my work was hyping it up, you know, everybody's gonna get shinies, it's gonna be great. And then I read the little description and it's like, you know, you get all these prizes and you earn candy, and candy's like what you use to like level up your Pokemon. And then you get you have um I think they call it increased chances of shinies, but like, you know, you have a better chance of my grammar is terrible, but you have an increased chance of like getting shiny Pokemon. And I'm like, Oh, this is going to be great. I'm going to get me some shinies, you know? And so then, you know, I play both days and you started at like 10 AM and it went to like, I think 6 PM. So you played all day and you were promised, you know, to get all these really cool Pokemon and do all these really cool raids one, the raids kind of suck, okay? 
I got raid passes and I did like I got like the remote raid passes and I did raids. And I don't know what it is about these people, but you get into a raid and you'll have like maybe five, seven people going with, with you. And then all of a sudden, every single one of them starts dropping off and you only have like two people and you can't defeat a raid with only like two people on pokemon go and it sucks so then you have to back out but if you let it go too far then you can't back out and it's just it's this whole big long thing but literally the whole weekend i only got one shiny pokemon with a 14 dollar ticket counterpoint uh for a 30 dollar ticket uh i got pokemon go the Pokemon Go Fest New York City ticket. Uh, mm. And for that, I'm going to say it was worth it because I think I got about eight shinies. Wow. Um, and that was just uh, Friday, just the one morning. Um, wow. So that was worth it. And that was done really well. It was on Randall's Island, um, just like off, I don't know, it off the coast of Manhattan. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. Randall's Island. And they, yeah. yeah. Uh, and like Niantic took like took over almost the whole island and set up different regions. You could go uh, to like the different biomes to get certain Pokemon. So if there were shinies that you wanted in particular, um, you could like hang around certain areas for increased chances. Uh, they even made up like fake gyms um, for people to raid at, uh, and so the raids were great. Um, I got I even got shiny Evil Tail. I think it is. Um, and there was no problem. In fact, the problem was like it would fill up so fast because everyone was like together. Uh, the only bad thing about the event was the merch line, um, which was like hundreds of people long, and people were in there for hours. Um, some people who got there early like were able to get it. Uh, they said the merch was exclusive, um, but what was funny is I like looked into it and they had. Like, for example, like an Ekans plush. And then I realized it was the same one that my coworker got me when she went to Japan. Mm, yeah, so I okay. think the merch was just, it was like, you can't get it in the US, but you can get it in Japan. Uh, I like <laughs> the Poke Centers there. Um, but yeah, so the in-person event uh, was really good. Uh, I'm sorry, Faith, that it was not, that it was not good outside of New York. It was not. And then I get on, I, 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 I took the plunge and I got Facebook. I never said that I would, but I got Facebook and I did it for work. So um, anyways, I got Facebook and I was looking on there and people were like getting like 12 in one day. And I'm like, wow. And I'm like, I just, I quit. I'm going to quit. And then, and then the, that's what I was doing. I was about to quit. And then they announced the starters. That's why I'm still here. <laughs> yeah it's it's interesting how the shiny rates like it's all relative because like even i remember like a previous go fest i think i got like well over 10 shinies so even i was like slightly disappointed i was like oh i only got eight and like a coworker of mine got i think 15 but like it's all relative you know like that was just one morning of one day you had like a whole weekend and you only got one Mm -hmm. And literally the one that I got, it was that freaking little Pikachu with the tiara. Oh, I did get one of those. Yeah, yeah. I got like two regular ones that have like different color tiaras and then I have one shiny. So I got like three all together, but I have one shiny in that. So, I mean, I guess it's kind of cool, but also that's kind of a lame shiny in my, in my opinion. Because it's yeah. like those you can't move to the console games and then it's like... Uh, I don't know. I feel like I don't want to battle with a Pikachu. I don't know. That's an interesting point. I didn't know you, you can't 
So like the event ones, you can't move. Like it has the tiara, like a hat or something. You can't move it. Yeah, like those and the party hat ones, because I tried to move them, because I have like thousands of the party hat ones, and I wanted to move one of them to at least have like one on each game. And they don't let you, I guess, because I didn't ever process those into the console game. So like, you can't have the cute little hats over there. And I'm like, well, that sucks. I wanted to have cute little hats. Interesting. Yeah, because my, <laughs> my coworker got uh, a shiny Aerodactyl uh, with the satchel. So he was thrilled that he got it. Because he was like, oh, it's a unique one and, you know, it's shiny or less. But if he did want to move it, he probably couldn't because uh, it has the satchel. Mm, yeah, I don't know. It's weird. Uh-huh. I'm just, yeah, I'm just taking it. Fascinating. Todd's just blown away. Uh, oh, oh, sorry. Like me, me, and Will are just, me, me and Will are just in the back sipping our tea. Oh, this, is a, this is a delightful conversation, is it not, Will? <laughs> oh, sure. It possibly is. Like, we just need David Attenborough right now to go and give his commentary of Pokemon. Yes. Oh, I could do that. We now observe the faith in a natural habitat, seeking out the mysterious shiny Spigotito. Notice the frustration as she's looking around left and right, left again. <laughs> And she can't find it. Oh, I think I see her hair starting to fall out. Oh, that's a dangerous sign indeed. <laughs> oh dear, I do believe she's going red-faced. Oh wait, I think she sees us. Oh, why are her claws coming out right now? Oh, this will not be pleasant at all. So. That was like what you did that day that I was freaking out about getting the water bottle, my stickers on my water bottle straight. Yeah. <laughs> Literally, I FaceTimed this man and, he, and then he's just sitting there and he's like, hey, what are you doing? And I'm like, I'm trying to put these stickers on my water bottle and none of them are straight. There's a gap here. This one's crooked. Yep. <laughs> yep. Uh, she's that OCD. Yeah. I'm, I'm okay. Uh-huh. Yeah, sure. <laughs> sure, Faith. Sure, Jan. Uh, speaking of which, Jan, I mean Faith, uh, do you need to go or do you are you able to stay a little longer? No, I need to. I need to. I need to go be responsible. Screw that. You're on a podcast. <laughs> I know, right? I, mean, I should just be like, I, I can't be responsible. What, what, what like, you, I, what you, I mean, you keep talking, and then if your parents jump in, you go, dang it, parents, we are talking about horny fire demons right now. We cannot, I cannot stop this conversation. That will go over so swell. I know. <laughs> See, I, that's, that's why I recommend it. Gets it every time. It really, it, mm, yeah. <laughs> All right. All right. I'm glad you come back. Y'all are going to we'll do great. Yes, I will be back next week. I, I'm, I'm going to be here. Because, uh-huh. yes. Okay. Y'all are going to do great. We know. Bye. Mm-hmm. Bye. <laughs> user disconnected from your channel. I love how the, the audience actually gets to hear the user disconnected from your channel. Because they, they need to know she's really gone. <laughs> yeah, you can't fake that that effect. Yeah, yeah that, 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 that ain't CGI. That ain't AI. Trust me, it'd be a lot easier if this was all AI. This... That was actually, it was actually Will doing a voice. Ooh, wow, Will, I didn't know you were that talented. Hey, <laughs> I'm good, but I'm not that good. I'm not AI efficient. <laughs> I don't, well, that, many would argue AI is not efficient, but that's another topic for another day. Um, so yeah, we, we wanted to talk about Pokemon first because that was the topic that Faith was really passionate about. She wanted to get that, get her rants in before she left. But now we're going to pivot and talk it talk it uh talk about the super mario brothers wonder direct because <laughs> this was incredibly significant for those who wanted to know more about the game because again we've only had that one trailer from the june direct and we're we were still trying to figure out what's going on so 
here's here's the general breakdown. We'll not break down all 15 minutes. We're already rather late into the show. We got to talk about the other stuff in the main event. So here's the general breakdown. First and foremost, we the game takes place in the Flower Kingdom, where the are Mario and Party, ah, 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 uh, go and meet Prince Florian. Nice name. And Bowser comes in, because of course he does, and he grabs the mysterious LSD Wonder Flower. No, I'm not going to stop making that joke. You're welcome. And guess what, ladies and gentlemen? He transforms into a freaking castle. Make that make sense. So basically, he's taking uh, cues from Star Fox and yes, be, be, become uh, Andros, basically, in a sense. Yeah, I, I, I was like, wow. I was like, okay, yeah, Bowser, he's going to touch the Wonder Flower. And then they like, no, he just transforms into a castle, even though the castle is directly and distinctly in the distance. So how did the flower bridge that gap? I don't know. Uh, Yeah. So because of his newfound power of being a castle, uh-huh, he starts screwing up the Flower Kingdom, and you and your crew have to go and fix it. And this is where a key thing comes in, because we already knew before that we get to play as Mario, Luigi, Peach, Toad, and Daisy. But now we know we get to play as multiple Toads, Toadette, the Yoshis, and Nabbit. Mm -hmm. You remember Nabbit, right? Y you better, because he's in the game. <laughs> the twist being, if you play as the Yoshis or Nabbit, it's basically kind of like an easy mode, because they won't take damage. They'll still die if you fall off a stage, but they won't, like, shrink after you get hit so if you're looking for just a way to breeze through the game there you go uh also there are uh numerous new enemies that you are going to face because of the fact that you are in a brand new kingdom including uh new, new variations of thwomps the condors uh well, well the, the hop, hoppy feet <laughs> or something like that yeah copy yeah copy yeah. feet like Co copy yeah. feet uh and, and others, and there there were ones that they didn't mention. So I like this a lot because, you know, we we've we've dealt with enough Koopas and Goombas. They're still in the game, we promise. But yeah, yeah, yeah. there's more variety in this game than there ever was before, and I like I like that because this this needs to feel fresh and new and beautiful. Um, another thing is the badge system. Now this mm -hmm, is a mm -hmm, game mm -hmm. changer. Um, basically. In every level, you get to equip one badge to your character. And this could be something simple as, you know, a coin magnet, which will bring the coins to you. Or you can have, like, an extra power boost if you jump, do a wall jump. Or you can shoot vines at a wall and, like, Spider-Man yourself. I was about to say, yeah, you basically become Spider-Man. Take that, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, Splatoon did it first. I mean, come on. They, they stole from Spider-Man first, so why not Mario? <laughs> true, true, true. You know true. it's true. You know it's true. So... Spider-Mario over here now. Yeah. I was like, let's go copy Spider-Man. Oh, oh. Uh, rest, in, rest in peace, Charles Martinet. I know. No, he's not dead. I know. But, uh... Was it... Well, seriously, what's a Mario ambassador? What does it even mean? Anyway. Um, we'll but, talk about it more in a future podcast. Yeah. yeah, we'll talk about it more. But... Uh, that's that's a huge thing. You, again, you can only do one badge per level, and but if you die, you can switch badges to try and change things up. So you'll definitely want to you know take notice of all you can do there. Then there's the power ups, because we got the elephant power up, which was in the reveal trailer. Um, <laughs> yeah, and for the record, both the men and the women can become elephants. The only ones who can't are the Yoshi's and Nabbit. 
Uh, which is interesting. I mean, I, I want to see a Yoshi elephant. Gosh dang it, that's not. I mean, that would have been an interesting combination, but I, I guess they can't program that. And the fact that as well, if you're if you're playing as a Yoshi, people can literally ride on you. Yes, ride on you as a Yoshi. And yeah, if you have, <laughs> I'm sorry, when Elephant Mario will, 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 like jump on that Yoshi, like it's like, kill me. <laughs> yeah, that Yoshi has has back problems now. Yeah, also because of Will's overriding. Uh, statement: We we missed the excellent naming of the Yoshifant. Excellent job, uh, Andrew. Thank you, so, thank you. Yeah, the Yoshifant. I like it. But uh, so there's that. But there's also the bubble power up, where you'll be able to kill enemies by trapping them in bubbles, which is disturbing. And but you can also use them as platforms to get to other areas. Mm. And then there, there's the uh, parachute cap, which you also you know like use it as a glider. So that's that's pretty cool too. Um, let's see. What was it? oh yeah the drill hat the drill hat oh yeah the drill hat. No, I forgot something. Drill hat, which will let you uh, take on enemies from below and kill them, so you don't have to worry about trying to jump on them, including the ones you can't jump upon. You can drill into the ground. You can drill into the ceilings. You can destroy blocks to open up areas. Uh, so that's incredibly clever. And then there is the wonder flower. Hmm. Which it's gonna take you to a far out place, man. It's gonna take you, make you see stars and stuff. Okay, and technically really. it does. Can it do does, that? It does actually. Yeah. So the Wonder Flower has what's called the Wonder Effect, and what it does is it completely warps the level around you to do whatever the heck it wants. Sometimes it will alter the perspective of the level. Sometimes you will inflate and have to like go into space, and. You'll just you are going to keep going on this quote unquote wonder effect level until you find the wonder seed, and that will take you back to the original level. And so, you, like they even said, you never, you will never know what's going to happen when you touch a wonder flower until you touch the wonder flower, which I guess is their explanation for why Bowser's a freaking castle. <laughs> so. Anything can happen. Like I, I, I would also be see how they can incorporate that in the next us Mario Maker game if, that, if they're gonna make another one. <laughs> oh yeah, I, I oof, that's that's dangerous. Yeah, that's that's too much power. So, uh, but yeah, like anything and everything can happen with the Wonder Flower. So you've got to be careful, or not be careful, but you you got to be ready. Um, uh, let's see what else is in there. Okay, I do want to talk about one thing that's really annoying to me. Hmm. Did you guys notice Daisy's face? Yeah. No, I don't mean I don't mean this in an ironic way, but like, doesn't she look odd? Like compared to like the art of the game, like oh. her her face just feels off. It really does to me. I guess I gotta look at it. Yeah, like go. Well, now I'm like I have to go back and like what it, what did she look like? Like like go go to go to the direct and go to like to three fifty seven three fifty eight. There's a good shot of, of Daisy's face. It just feels so off in comparison to like. Peach's face, and Mario's face, and Luigi's face. It feels like a different kind of style, I guess. Huh. I mean, I don't know. Maybe that's just me. But like when I saw them, like, why does she look like that? I don't know. I'm looking now. I mean, do you? I see guess it? it's just a bit more. I don't know. Wide-eyed, more Pixar-y, yeah. like something like that is more more chibier, like yeah, like chibi. Pixar chibi. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. Or like or like a baby doll face. Oh know? yeah, yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah, I see what you mean. Yeah, okay. Yeah, some like a like a Warner Brothers character or something. Yeah, but like and like she doesn't look like that in Smash Bros. You know, like with her with her Daisy skin, like that she doesn't look like that at all. Here, I'll even look it up just to prove it. <laughs> but but like, like, that that just feels odd to me. If 
you go to 350 in the video, you can you see her right next to Peach. And there is, it seems like a difference where Peach, like, like smaller eyes, and Daisy has, like, these really huge eyes that take up just her whole face. Unless that's just, like, the way her expression is in that picture. I don't know. Yeah. I'm looking at her, like, her Smash Brothers pics right now. And, I mean, there's a similarity of sorts, I guess. But it still looks, like, very different to me. I don't know. Like, it, you know, it just doesn't feel the same at all. It's not the same! I want consistency! Gosh dang you! So, regardless, uh, another thing that is that was introduced here is that there were going to be open areas where you can intentionally pick and choose which levels you do at any given time. So you can skip a level if you want, then go back to it. Uh, you will need to unlock Wonder Seeds to advance to certain levels, so be sure you look for the Wonder Seed in the level, and then when you complete the level, you will get one from the, uh, what they call them, the Poplins? Uh, the, 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 the denizens of the world, so mm -mm -mm. be on the lookout for that. And there's also Talking Flowers, because of course there are... <laughs> Yeah, like give you out hints, actually voice voices, even ones have some very dark thoughts, like, I wonder how does Goomba taste? They taste like mushrooms, if anything else. Also, as Death Battle proved, a Goomba and a Koopa would end in a tie. So, just saying. Uh, okay, and then the, the last big thing we want to talk about is online play, because this has actually been getting quite a stir on the internet. Um, so there's two kinds of play. There's technically local co-op play, and you can play with up to to up to three friends and then for online play you're actually not playing with other people but you are going to see those other people in your level real time apparently hmm. yeah well yeah, many at a time and you can support them through the level like if they die or if you die and you touch them you get revived and you can leave items you can leave hints you can leave other things you can so do race with them I mean, this is like Mario Dark Souls. Basically, basically, yeah, you can actually put down like sign posts in case, like, okay, put down like basically, basically like a checkpoint in some in a sense. And yet, like, if you become once you die, you you don't die immediately. You become a ghost, and if you reach a sign point or reach a some touch another player's ghost, you revive, and therefore you can't actually quote unquote die in the in the game if ever. Apparently, so yeah, and a lot of people aren't happy about this. Like, I saw a lot of people on Twitter today asking you know why did they do this because like they wanted like pure online co-op instead of like just local co-op because a lot of other games do this kind of online co-op and yet this game does not so you know uh, oh apparently this is slightly breaking news i guess you can turn off the flower voice in smash or in in wonder so if you don't want the flowers to talk they don't have to Okay, so it won't be like a whole navy situation, gotcha. <laughs> oh, I see. I appreciate that because, like, let's just be honest here. I don't need talking flowers in my game, okay? Like, seriously. Yeah, Undertale did it. We don't have to do it again. <laughs> and, Undertale, and Undertale did it better. You know it's true, okay? So, yeah. yeah. But overall, the game looks uh, very fresh very fun um there's already been some insight about the the development process for wonder we won't dive too much into it but they weren't rushed to make the game they were given as much time as they wanted to fix it or it's not to fix it to design it and implement all the things that they wanted 
Um, and I, I appreciate that. I'm glad that mm -hmm. Nintendo said, hey, we really want something fresh here. Design what you want. Take take what you take as much time as you need and get it done. And this is the result. And it, it looks really good. It does look very good. Just like, yeah. Yeah, like with the different ideas that comes out of this. Like it, 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 if that's the case, then yeah, that development cycle, it's totally worth it if anything else. Because it like compares to like the like the last one, like uh Super Mario's Deluxe and the Wii U games, like yeah, that can kind of like as just more or less like a retread. While here is definitely newer ideas and all that. Definitely a bit uh, much more fresher. Yeah, I don't think I've played a Super Mario game actually since the Wii. So this, I don't know, this could bring me back. Yeah, and this is just, this is one of those evolutions that this, uh, sorry, this is one of those evolutions that franchises need every once in a while, because like the previous ones were literally just, you know, it's the same Mario game, but with like one or two new power-ups. This is a complete reinvention in certain ways with like the Wonder Flower, with certain ways of co-op, the the power-ups, the, the, the story setup and everything else. So I appreciate this desire to step it up so that they can improve things and maybe set the tone for what comes next. All right. Uh, next up, let's see. What do we have? We have, oh, yeah. This is the other thing that uh, the Faith wanted, wanted to rant about, but she, she did it before the show, so it will just be her voice here. At the end of the Direct, they also announced a Mario Red Nintendo Switch OLED. <laughs> On uh, overall, that's not a bad idea, and, and Nintendo has done plenty of uh, OLED custom switches for their big games like Splatoon Three, Smash Brothers, and of course Breath of the uh, Sorry, well yeah, Breath of the Wild, but uh, Tears of the Kingdom. Tears of the Kingdom, yeah. Breath of the Wild was obviously for the original Switch, but this one is literally just a red Switch with a tiny, tiny silhouette of Mario. And then if you open the back of the switch, you'll find like a mini coin level, and yeah. Faith, Faith is like, "That's it. I'm sorry, <clears throat> that that's it. Like that that's what that's all you did for this. You just made it red. I could have spray painted it red. I could have done all this myself. <laughs> Not wrong. I mean, technically, yeah, like just like okay, like don't need to go full on that and make another switch idea. Like yeah, like. Well, compared to, as you said, the other ones, uh, Tears of the Kingdom, Smash Brothers, and like, Splatoon, yeah, it's just like it's much more elaborate. Have like an extra designs, all that, like the, the nice little details, the, the cars, the designs, all that. But here, Mario Red, and okay, one silhouette and few coins. That's it. That's yeah, it. it's it's also strange that if you like essentially kind of get like red DualShock controllers, you can basically just make a switch that like looks like it. Um, yeah, it's just red, and like you wouldn't notice the silhouette unless you like, you know, it's just it's just small in the corner, and then obviously the coins you wouldn't notice at all uh, unless you it looks like you like take the back of it off. Yeah, yeah. so like, and who opens the back unless you have to clean it or just unplug it whatsoever? Like you gotta bring it, put it out in front of the TV and put like this publicly stated black. Kind of like it's kind of like bad feng shui, if you ask me. It's just like whoever does that. Yeah, it's also it's worth mentioning that it's. I think it's really only noticeable if you actually have the switch in the dock. Like, I think the switch itself, it seems like it's just the regular switch. Um, I don't know if there's anything special with that. It just seems like the dock 
it's just the dock and the joy cons if anything else like there's yeah. really nothing else. again it's just a switch oled with the red joy cons with the red uh docking station that's it it's just like again docking station and joy cons i mean i'm I'm still waiting for the time for the moment when nintendo allows for like like reissues the red joy cons they read for a mario day back in the yeah back in like is it this year or last year i forgot one of the mario days march 10th days so yeah, I'm just waiting for them to just bring back the the red Joy Cons sold separately by itself. I don't need a new OLED unless like if you're not like again the one the rare few people who doesn't have a Switch yet. Yeah, I I feel like this is kind of just for people who who don't have a Switch, and like oh it's something a little bit extra that again like only you would really know, because uh, only you're looking at like the Switch in the dock for example, um, but. Yeah, I don't know. I don't think it's something where people are gonna like hand in their switches to get it. But if you don't have one, this might be a nice one to get. I don't know. Um, this this honestly does just feel lazy. <laughs> like seriously, this just feels like, hey, we need a Mario one. What can we do? Let's make it red. <laughs> okay. Yeah. That that's okay. We need to have Mario in it though. Like, oh, we can put him in the corner. Ah, oh, perfect. That's a great idea. Like, who approves this stuff? Like, Nintendo, I am right here, ready to be hired. I could have given you so many better ideas, not the least of which we talked about this before the show, but, like, you have the Wonder Flower in this game. Like, its whole point is to make, you know, everything psychedelic and everything. You don't think you could have come up with a psychedelic-looking Mario Switch OLED surrounding, or uh, with the focus being the Wonder Flower? Like, come on! If you want to do like the Mario silhouette, fine, but add like you know Peach, Luigi, Yoshi, the Elephant Mario, the Wonder Flower, everything I mean, like just... bring the cast, yeah, like you, an extra bit more. Heck, even put like basic designs like the Warp Bite, Mushroom Stars, yeah. anything to like really pop, make it pop. Yeah, I mean, strange. I get it. It's for a minimalist design. I get it if you like the minimalist style, but yeah, preferably I like a bit extra. I like what Tears of the Kingdom is putting. You think they do that with the with the Joy Cons at least? Because I feel like the Joy Cons are the main things that you know people notice about a Switch. Because you're not you know like staring at it in the dock, you're bringing it around. So weird that they didn't have, you know, the flower, any of the characters uh, on the cons for this. Anyway, uh, Nintendo just, you know, do better. I'm just saying. All right, next up we have, uh, okay, a Switch milestone, briefly. Uh, the Nintendo Switch in the U.S. has officially passed the sales of the Nintendo Wii in the U.S., which is impressive. Uh, I don't have exact numbers. But uh, apparently the Switch in the U.S. alone is over 40 million units. Oof. And remember, the Switch as a whole is at o over a 130. So that would mean that between the U.K. and Japan, among other regions, there that, that's your other 90 million. So there you go. Um, I can make a France joke here, but I'll, I'll, let, it, I'll let it go for now. Uh, aren't I magnanimous? But that's impressive. Now, the only things, the only systems in the U.S. that it's behind are the Xbox 360, which I find very interesting, and the PS2. Now, the good news is that the Switch is only 1 million below the 360, which guarantees that it'll probably be there at the end of the year. Okay. I'm, I'm just saying, like, I don't want... I don't want Xbox to hold anything over Nintendo. <laughs> yeah, like after recent states have been like, yeah, just keep keep the keep the numbers going, Nintendo. Just keep yeah, it going. They they will. So now I I 
just being honest here, they probably won't pass the PS2 in the US because that's five million ahead. So granted the Switch will be around for a while even with the next system whenever it comes out, but I don't feel that it will get another five million in the US. If it would have, it probably would have gotten it by now. I'm I'm just saying. So also there is one other point to note here. That's without a price drop. The Switch has never had a price drop. Not once. PS- nope. PS2, nope. Xbox, all of them. They have all had price drops, but not the Switch. So it's gotten this high without any price drops to assist it. Hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And obviously that doesn't count like, you know, your bundles and everything. Those aren't really price drops per se. Or like the Switch Lite, which isn't really a price drop. It's just no, a cheaper a, model. That's a separate, that, in the, but then like in, to contrast that, there's the OLED, which is a uh, higher cost. So it all balances out. But congrats to the Switch for that milestone. Uh, next up, we have Mario and Rabbit Sparks of Hope. The Rayman content, Rayman and the Phantom Show, has launched. And have you guys watched the launch trailer? It's fascinating. I, wa- I watched a bit of it. And yeah, just again, seeing the Phantom again is uh, it, it, it's just good. Again, props to the acting and just like how wacky it is. Like, yeah, come on, be a star. Like yeah. hearing his voice again is it, it brings me back to the first game of All Space right. Game. But the reason I wanted to ask is because at the end of the trailer, the Phantom got incredibly meta. He noted that Rayman is a quote setting star that no one cares about anymore, and that Ooh. he's been overshadowed by the rabbits. <laughs> That's trailer. funny. I was just gonna say I, I didn't watch the trailer, but I was like, oh, I know a lot of people love Rayman. Uh, so yeah. Yeah, yeah. Interesting comment. Yeah. Now, the, the rumor, and I think we talked about this last week, is that the director of the, the game said that the Rayman DLC has a secret message if you 100% it. And many are hoping that it's a sign or a message saying that Rayman is coming back. And this trailer with, it, with the call-outs to how Rayman has been overshadowed by the rabbits, which he has, let's just be honest, is very interesting. Yeah, mm-hmm. like that seems almost a little too specific to say, especially since at the beginning of the trailer, the Phantom is like, "Yes, be our star, rabbits, help out your your you know your leading actor," and then it's like, "No, you're just a, a setting star that no one cares about, and the rabbits are more important than you are now." Like, okay, <laughs> dang. Uh, if anything else, you gotta give props to the Phantom for giving putting meta humor out there. <laughs> well, I mean, I would credit the writers, but that's just me. So. Again, that is the, this is the last content for Sparks of Hope. Okay? So if you've been waiting for the Rayman content, it's out now. Go get it. Go enjoy mm-hmm. it. And hopefully we'll get Rayman news soon, especially if it comes out to Switch exclusively. It won't. It won't. But I can dream. All right. Uh, okay, this one I'm going to let Will take over because there was a major controversy going on with PlayStation recently. So Will, take it away. Yeah, so if you haven't heard the news already this earlier part or week, uh, basically, if you are a PlayStation Plus user, you know, the thing that allows you to use online features to play multiplayer content, get uh, local monthly free games, or if you go for the upper tiers, get extra um, extra games for your PS4, PS5, or PS3, or and a premium if you want to play the classic games and, of course, uh, access to cloud save data. Previously, you only had to pay about uh, $50 for the base yeah, I think it was like $50, $60 for the base uh, products uh, for like the essentials. And then there was like a, the upper tiers that cost incrementally with the most being about like 120 
Yeah, uh, apparently there is gonna be a very big increase. So, oh, yeah. And uh, if I remember correctly, hang on, let me just go and pull, quickly pull up the news right now. Basically, it is increasing everywhere. And the, the essential price, before it was only $50, now it is being jacked up. Yeah. It, be, pre, now it's, yeah, so 60 to 80. Yeah. Yeah, 60 to 80. Uh, previously, 100 to uh, uh, for uh, extra is now 135, and PlayStation Premium is now 160. So overall, it is previously 120. So that's a 40 dollar price increase. Yes, and the reason why I bring it up in Nintendo here because like you PlayStation, what the heck? Like it was bad enough you had to go charge us a subscription subscription like these already as it is. We becoming like a Netflix or whatever maybe other subscription piece. But the fact you are jacking up the price is it regard to inflation? I don't know. Maybe do you need to buy another yacht? I'm sorry, I'm I'm going full soapbox here. But it's just like why of all the times you had to go and give a, a increase on your subscription fees, now you do it and buy twenty freaking bucks, like. Look, I mean, well, 20, 20 bucks for the cheapest plan. For the cheapest option. Uh, 35 for the mid one, which is the one that I have, uh, and $40 for the most expensive. It's like, no, the, the basic package itself is like, you, again, you allow us to play multiplayer games, get like monthly free games, all that, just, and cloud saves. The basics are the basics. It's like, you're charging us 80 francs. Yeah. That's yeah, it's a good point because the, the basic package you know is what you need to, to play multiplayer and you know, like you said, to back up the save. So it is it is strange that a, a basic package that's simply, hey, do you want to play online would be eighty dollars. Yes, yes. A, a basic thing that, that you know used to come free with any other console. Yeah, it's just like, and I'm just uh, trying to look up on right now on regard to like the Nintendo Switch online prices. And like, I think 50 bucks is only for like the, um, I think it's like for even for the family package, if I recall correctly, or is it was the, the basic package for one member? I've got one of those things. But basically, like, you're making Nintendo look good with this with these price hikes. The fact that, yeah. like, Nintendo is officially, like, it's not much, but you get something as, like, again, out officially the cheapest package of all the three major competitors. Like, I, 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 yeah, I remember correctly. Yeah, a Game Pass unfortunately had to increase the prices. If I recall correctly, correct me if I'm wrong. But yeah, and now with this recent news of PlayStation Plus increasing to like eighty bucks for a basic package, and Nintendo's just sitting here pr- quietly with just a basic fifty dollar package for family members or like the basics, or if you want to go higher for the um, the extra like the Sega Genesis, uh, Nintendo sixty four games, and all that. Like you are making Nintendo look good with this move. It's also it's worth mentioning that so Nintendo has the sort of the extra tier where you can get like the um, like the Nintendo sixty four games, yeah, the yeah, older yeah. games. Uh, that for PlayStation, you actually can't uh, access until like the premium one, which is uh, going to be one hundred sixty. So that's kind of wild. The one I have extra uh, currently being hundred, I feel like it's a good deal because that you get a lot of current games. Uh, but it doesn't go into older games. It's just uh, current 
uh, PlayStation games not going back to right, right, right. Like, and I just, I just, I got the correct reference now. Again, for individual packages, uh, it's just twenty dollars per year. Again, it's still the same, twenty dollars per year, and the expansion pack is fifty dollars uh, per year. Well, if you want to go for the family package for multiple members, is thirty five dollars per year, and the expansion pack is that same eighty dollar price mark for a family package. It's like <laughs> Sony, you. you Nobody likes this. Everybody hates this. Like, what are you doing? And it, yeah, like, I, I'll just wrap it up because we got to get moving. But basically, like, yeah, with this increase in play package, it also kind of goes segue into the point because, like, it, they also announced it regarding to, like, the PlayStation Plus games for that much, which is indeed the reboot of uh, Saints Row as well as two more other games. I'm just trying to pop, pop, which I'm pulling up right now. It's yeah like yeah it kind of goes yeah um black desert uh the traveler edition and generation zero for ps4 the, the latter two being only ps4 games and it's like I i'm sorry look I i'm sorry todd i know you love saints row games but th th yeah the reboot included with this thing yeah not really worth justifying 80 bucks for it uh ma make it clear here dude i love two of the saints row games one of which i worked on and the other one was just you know Reckless superhero, wish fulfillment, fun. All right, but uh, yeah, I, I I agree. Raising the prices as it is a dick move. And when you when you have to say that the, the Nintendo Switch online packages are better now because of what they offer compared to the PS stuff, that's pretty bad. That's pretty bad. All right, yeah. let's move on. No, stop. We're moving. Stop. On. Too bad. Uh, all right, this next one is uh, let's just call it what it is. It's super controversial. Uh, the head of Sonic Team has said that looking to the future over the next 10 years plus, gamers should not expect them to ever go back to pixel art because they don't think it's a, quote, viable way to make games going forward. Yeah, I, really? I, like, I, I definitely had some time to sue over this. At first, I was like, really? You don't like pixel art? Like, oh. Have you not seen the, the many indie developers and all that has been basically successful in doing pixel art? Sure. And, but also, like, this was basically brought up from Matt, and, like, I can definitely see the other side of the argument, because, like, one, as many, many people says, including, like, I think Scott as well, like, pixel art ain't cheap. Like, it is definitely a lot more to do, so, and, like, trying to, like, in, I guess, in the realm of, like, sprite art, like, with, like, like fighter games, like King of Fighters and all sorts, like, those things take a lot of effort. So, we're going to maybe, maybe with cost, cost versus efficiency and all that. So, possibly, I can definitely see, understand the other side of the argument. But it, it, at recent moment right now, at the recent trends, pixel art's still still good. I mean, look at Octopop Traveler 2 and all that. Or Sea of it's, Stars, which had, was incredibly yeah. cool pixel art. So... Look, I, I understand kind of what they're going for here. It's like, you know, 3D is the way to go. That's how we want to do it. But say it like that. Say it like we like the 3D style and we want to evolve it going forward. But to say that pixel art ain't viable is a lie because to many people, pixel art is the only thing they can do because they can't afford to make expensive 3D models and work on all the animations to make sure that they're crisp and everything and have the richly detailed 3D, 3D worlds. It's, it is sometimes easier to do pixel art for certain things if you do it a certain way just like the older generations have taught us. So this is just kind of like a low blow. <laughs> like, oh yeah, pixel art, not viable. Uh, we, we could prove it's viable. <laughs> and also, yeah. it's Sonic Origins. Saying, or not Origins, uh, Mania, sorry. 
it's an interesting question about uh, like the kind of nostalgia value. Like the thing about Sea of Stars, and it's very much trying to conjure up like Chrono Trigger. So I could kind of see why I'd say, oh, we want to go for that look of like a Chrono Trigger or, a, or an early Final Fantasy game uh, with that turn-based combat. Um, whereas like with Sega, I could see that maybe they're like, oh, we feel like it doesn't have the same nostalgia value, even though obviously like the early Sonic games did have people art. Uh, I'm just trying to like being like, oh, it's not something that people strongly associate with like that kind of platforming game anymore. Look, I know this is this is a case of you know to each their own, but there's a difference between saying like, hey, we want to go forward with this visual style versus yeah, we're probably not going to do this one because it's just not viable because that just insults all yeah. the people who are making it viable and succeeding and making really beautiful art versus. Let's just be honest, like 3D that can easily be replicated, easily be duplicated, and easily be like stuck for so dang long. So yeah, it's a weird it's a weird way to phrase it. Like I think if they just said, Oh, you know, a lot of you know Sonic games are, are gonna be three D, you know, moving forward, that would be like, okay, I think a normal way to put it. But to say like, oh, no one has an interest in pixel art or it's just not viable, uh, is a strange way to put it, yeah. Yeah. All right. Next up. Uh, Smash Brothers. This is a small story, but I want to talk about it. So Sakurai did a thing recently about the hit animations that are in Super Smash Brothers Ultimate and the, the past games. And this guy just does not do anything halfway. Like, he showed that for every character, there are at minimum a dozen hit animations based on strength of attack and the kind of attack they're doing. So there's a hit animation for low damage, high damage, mid damage, top, body, and uh, like legs strikes. And then there's knockbacks, which are more intense the more heavily you're hit. And he even said that he has to do this for every single character individually because their different body types don't allow them to do uh, like mimicked and mirrored attacks. animations like what you see in Tekken at times. He even showed a clip of Tekken 7 where everyone gets hit and they fall the same way because they're all human. Well, you can't do that in Smash Brothers because you got robots and Pokemon and, you know, giant women named Bayonetta and among other things. So I'm just like watching this. I'm like, he did all that work just to make sure that the hit animations look good. This is why you The devil's in the details. And yes, it's all about the details. Yes, he is. And I'm not. I'm not saying this is bad. I thought I, this is inspiring in certain ways, but it's just like this is why you had to have an IV in your arm to do some of your work because you do not do anything halfway. And I'm glad. Don't get me wrong, but like that's a lot of work just to make sure they look good when they're getting hit. Something that most people do not recognize because they're just happy to, or they're just unhappy that they got hit in the first place. <laughs> I mean, it be, like you, mo- most developers were basically like, okay, that's enough. We don't need to go full on detail. Just leave it as it is. We got the basics. Okay, move on. And then again, cost efficiency. But again, this is Sakurai and his worth effect, again, top notch and just going way into it. So for people to like notice the details, if they want to observe the details or not, of like the, the knockbacks, the, the, the slight hits, the different variation, the details and all that. Yeah, like that, again, That's this is why you trust Sakurai. He, as you said, he doesn't do things halfway. He is all in. I, 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 I'm amazed. This is, what, this is what he is. 
this is what he does, and we should we are forever grateful. We are forever grateful. All right, and finally, just more of a reminder than anything else, uh, Splatoon 3 uh, Drizzle Season uh, has officially launched by the time you were listening to this on September 1st. By the way, how is it September? I don't want to know. <laughs> but yeah, new content, new catalog, new stages, more weapons. And then the following weekend is when we are going to get our next uh, Splatfest, which is the uh, deep cut triple threat. And to, I guess, build up that Splatfest, they have released a song called The Big Betrayal, <laughs> where Shiver and Fry basically grill big man because of the collaboration he did in secret with the squid sisters yes like uh yeah i wrote the article and basically like oh like what's this why are you getting this you're being so friendly with the squid sisters like oh uh, uh yeah uh ian big man there's no relation he looks exactly like you think we're that stupid okay 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 the reason i i did it is because i want to join relationships with you the two groups oh that's great I, I, maybe you should join more times but if you want us to come you gotta pony up hard cash a lot silver uh, shiver and it's like <laughs> yeah it's like one thing i gotta appreciate these new songs for the splatfuzz is like again it has lore like why you do this like i have a train deep cut like no i want to bring us together but you had to do it under an alias of ian bm bg bgm big man <laughs> it's just like uh it's quite funny to say the least and um yeah also at the, at the moment recording right now the, the voting is currently up right now so you can actually hear the combo for who is the best leader of deep cut so yep voting is currently live right now yeah. so yeah get ready for that and i like how they are building this up and i'm curious again how this is going to turn out because usually this kind of a splatfest wouldn't happen until the end of their run and we're very much still in the middle so we shall see <laughs> all right and now we are ahead to our main event where once again we are going to talk about games that confuse us in an intent discussion So we're each going to take a game that confused us either by the time we've ended it or by the time we like played it for a certain amount of hours. And we've already talked about Final Fantasy VII so Remake, so we're not going to do that. And I'm yes, ladies and gentlemen, I'm still very, very confused, especially since Andrew kept using the word theory every other answer. Andrew, it's not an answer if it's a theory. <laughs> uh, scientifically, uh, the theory of relativity is an answer, uh, not not a half-hearted guess. Uh-huh. Anyway, so I'm going to go first because I promised a game that uh, Will and Andrew would not anticipate. And my pick for a game that I am honestly confused about, ladies and gentlemen, is Fire Emblem Heroes. Oh, yeah. Because you, you might think, well, wait a minute, Todd. What's so confusing about that game? Well, there's a couple things. It's things that I have literally picked up over the years and years and I have been playing this title. So at first it was it was very simple thought process. Okay, this is a new realm or whatever. We have a summoner who can literally pull characters out of their world and into this realm to help uh, Alphonse and Sharena and, and the rest defend a realm. Totally simple. Multiversal principles apply. Good stuff. But then as the game kept building... And the storylines kept getting more complex. 
things started getting really confusing. And I'm not even talking about like some of these individual books where I don't even understand where the plot is and like the whole is Sharena actually Sharena or is she that fairy that swapped places with her? I'm not even gonna touch that one with a ten foot pole. That was just dumb. Okay, you, you do better. Do better. Here's my confusion. In this game, they specifically state that uh, these are characters from different worlds, different time periods, like with the legend, like with legendary characters or the the uh, seasonal banners and whatnot. So they're already meeting in infinite amounts of themselves. They even reference how they are in the same castle with all these other variants of themselves. Not to mention their older selves, their married selves. They get to meet their children, even though they should not know that they have children, and so on and so forth. And yet, eventually, this game is going to end, right? This is, this is an actual question, right? I believe it. Yeah, okay. That, this is not a hard question. The answer is yes. Obviously, the game is going to end eventually. Anyway, the game is... Will, I was really uh, expecting you to jump in there. Like, 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 say yes. Persona 5, Persona 5 is not going to end. Yeah. <laughs> not, not, not with you keep losing your data. Oh! Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, they are going to go back to their worlds. Okay? <laughs> Undeniably. How are they supposed to forget everything that they have learned? <laughs> yeah, because remember, they have met their future selves, their younger selves, their married selves, their children, and yet they're supposed to somehow return to their worlds and, like, not remember. So either they have to erase their memories, which is morally complicated at best, or they allow them to keep their memories and they go through the portal and then they expect their timelines to end the same way based on the world that they're going to. So for the case of Dimitri and Edelgard, they, despite knowing everything that they do, meeting their future selves, the good versions, the bad versions, and everything in between, they somehow expect them to not try and change the future or uh, just keep going even though they know how things are going to turn out. Really? <laughs> really, huh? I mean, the only thing I could probably s ex uh, answer to that is basically... Uh, Thanks into the Spider-Verse. It's not a canon event. I mean, canon event in their timelines, perhaps, but it, when going back to the world, it's probably not a canon event. But, I don't know. Okay, but the, but the, that, that still doesn't make sense, though, because if it's not a quote-unquote canon event, then they still have the memories. The memories of what of their time in the land, meeting all these other characters, meeting all these other heroes, meeting their future selves. And for Edelgard, she's seen both her future where she succeeds and her future where she fails. She sees the beast that she becomes in uh, the other arcs, the the Hangaman or how, however that word is. Higamon, Higamon husk, yeah. Yeah, the Higamon husk. All right, Dimitri has seen himself become the the vile boar that he becomes, and yet he's supposed to just allow that to become himself later. Um, we, we, Robin has seen like every version of himself possible, both male and female, including the most recent forging bonds, where he's like, "I will never succumb to Grima, and yet I do succumb to Grima. It's literally right there, you know, and so on and so forth." And you know, uh, and for the other characters who have like say met their children, they now have to one do if they know who their partner is, they've got basically got to force that relationship so that they can have their children that they've already met. Or if they're not, if they're from the other timeline, they're wondering, like, should I still try and have this child, even though that's just actually my timeline? You know, how does that work? It doesn't. 
I mean, the only thing that because the the other thing that reminds me of this kind of very similar situation is like, you remember that time uh that that uh time uh travel episode in Supernatural that when um the boys brought their father back. Yes. Yeah, that's and like I'm kind of like, well, if you bring, try to bring something from the past into the future, what or whatever timeline it may be, like yeah, it, it does affect that. And but of course, naturally things also alter, like you said, like yeah. oh, do you have the memories of like what's gonna happen, what will happen, what like your potential partners, all that. And and, and if you recall the end of the episode, they had to wipe Daddy Winchester's mind and un- unwish the wish so that everything would be restored. So, basically, basically, so the, yeah. The only way for things to actually stay the same would be at the end of however long this adventure is, which, if I'm being honest, should not go another two years, if if that. it's. <laughs> I'm serious. They're spinning their wheels, and they're even getting meta in the whole... Do you, do you, don't you, doesn't it feel like there's some higher power just, you know, continuing the war efforts to, to make things continue to fight? You know, they've referenced that a whole bunch of times, and, like, we've got to be getting close to that point. Otherwise, it's it's literally just like madness. I mean, uh, unless we'll have unless uh, Fire Emblem can- will end eventually, the main series itself. I don't think we'll expect Fire Emblem Heroes to die anytime soon, just because of how good it is. Plus, of course, just the crazy bonkers storylines. But yeah. many of us don't know don't even R- get right how good it is. See swimsuit banners, says Will. Um, yeah, I called you out on that, Will. You you deserve it. But no, no, don't care. Go f yourself. <laughs> yeah, f yourself. Also, I'm watching Secession right now, so you know the two words I really want to say to you. Anyway, um, also, here's the other confusing part, and I know this one is more, I don't want to say fan fiction, but I'm probably going to say fan fiction, all right? (laughs) You have all of these characters, various timelines, various, you know, entities and whatever. Are you really trying to tell me that with that many people, with that many personalities, with that many hormones... (laughs) That some of them aren't shacking up with one another and or falling in love with one another, even though they're from different worlds. Kidding me? There is absolutely no way that someone's not finding a romance in that uh, uh, castle. And I'm not even saying that in the terms of like those guys or gals that like flirt with everybody. You know, those people are idiots. Like, and I, I do not I do not like those characters. But like just in general, you, you want to tell me that someone isn't falling in love with another character from another world, another timeline or something or else you want to tell me that there's not a timeline version of Crom that w- wouldn't want to be with Cordelia. <laughs> I'm just saying that there's a lot of, there's a lot of emotions and people in that castle. Something would, someone would hook up with someone else. I, so you're basically saying this, that this whole game is basically the Olympic village. It's the Olympic village. Yeah. It's kind, well, it's kind of a running gag. Uh, Andrew, you probably know what I'm talking about. Yes. Please enlighten me. If, if I'm correct, like I've joined the Olympics when they're all together in the Olympic Village, like, yeah. Oh, okay, yeah, I can see that. Okay. <laughs> no, I, I get, I, I get what you're putting down. I get what you're putting down, yeah. But yeah, it'd basically be like that, because like think about it, they all understand their purpose, right? They all are heroes. They were summoned for a reason. They're all special. So they and then they're all fighting this war together. So they have that immediate bond with one another, and they, we even see like through forging bonds and everything, the various characters from the various worlds forming squads and whatever, and like the that the eating group, you know, that they're all there and all that. And like, there's no way in my mind that there is not a relationship going on between characters from different games, just because that's just nature. 
Okay. Yes, and of course, again, that's fanfic material right that's there. Like, leave them to the to it, maybe. If they want to go mix, mix, like, send, make ships and literally yeah. just put them out in the world in this game, by all means, that's in their power. Yeah. And, like, heck, let, let, let them eat. Let them eat or let yeah. them cook. I'm, and I mean, I'm not just saying this just because of Cordelia, but I guarantee you there is a love for Cordelia somewhere in that castle, not named Crom or Robin, in my case. Uh, Cordelia forever. But. It, that's just it doesn't make sense that it wouldn't happen but obviously then they're not going to talk about that because it's not like a main plot point which is fine and i, and I get that but it, it 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 if this was if this was like a real event a real multiversal event of some kind it would happen it would absolutely happen and then we have even more confusing things because what happens if they do hook up and then they're like i need to go back to my world but i don't want to leave you and so they had to start like you know which world did we go back to if that is that even an option can they go back? To, can they go to another world? Like we've gone to the other realms in this one. It's it's complicated and it's confusing, and I'm not going to ask for an answer here. It's. It, I mean, if they're gonna do like how to go that when the the time comes when Fire Empires does indeed end services, and like I don't know if they're gonna take some cues from like Dragali or loss of some sort of that sort. Like yeah, just one big ultimatum chapter, and they're like yeah, like well you're finally all going back, and uh, yeah, uh, sorry you gotta lose your memories. They gotta just do a, a I don't know a big I don't know DSX Machina, and just like oh okay, just do something like that like a story based mechanic. I don't yeah, yeah I don't and, know. And story. I hate that because that kind of robs the story of its heart. Like. We fought so hard together. You, like these characters made ch deep choices and learned more about themselves because they saw all these other characters and their versions of themselves. And then all of a sudden, it's like, oh, by the way, we're totally wiping your memories and deal with that. Like that, that kind of robs it of its heart, especially after it's been going on for so many years. But I digress. Uh, we need to keep going. So, Andrew, what's the game you were confused about? Never been confused by again. You lie. <laughs> I do lie. Well, I'll tell you this. So, some of my favorite games uh, are Kingdom Hearts and Metal Gear Solid uh, and Elden Ring uh, and Bioshock. So, I love the confusing games or the games that many people say are confusing. Uh, I feel like they're not confusing, they're just complex. Like, everything has an answer if you just Google it enough. But I will say a game that thoroughly stumped me. Uh, not in the way maybe you think, uh, but in fact, actually, I got it. Uh, there was a Switch sale, and I was like, "Oh, let me check this out. This might be a fun game to have on Switch." Uh, is Civ Six, uh, and I know people who love it, and I gave it a whirl, and I was like, "I have no idea what how to how to do this." So while I am very good with confusing plots, I am not good with a lot of mechanics that I it was too confusing for me I'll tell you that that I didn't see that coming that's for sure yeah huh. okay I mean if that's how you want to end it okay yeah I mean I I still haven't figured it out uh I have friends and coworkers who love the game they're telling me about all the different civilizations and I was like I can't even figure out one of them um and I like I liked uh, Age of Empires like Age of Empires I I got really into, uh -uh. Um, and I thought this would be easier because I'm like oh it's turn based so it's like you can kind of be you know slow things down and take your time, uh, but I found there were just so many mechanics to keep track of and I found the interface like for me personally just not intuitive in such a way that I was like I 
like yeah i'm sure it's a great game i just my brain like couldn't get around it the way that my brain can get around like a confusing plot or like the interface of you know say age of empires or something like this one was just not intuitive for me yeah i I can respect that because there are definitely games that are just complicated to control uh it took me forever to understand the combo system and the intermission missions of a uh, final fantasy 7 remake so oh I, interesting I, I, maybe it would be significantly different than remake very oh wow very like there's they were as will likes to know they were setting up something for the next game well, we will know, we're not gonna go into it well but uh yeah you, you'll find out once you get there all right and i know what will is going to pick so please have at it I'm just gonna be going for the basic of the basics. I'm just like, yeah, like I'm just gonna say with this one, I haven't played the DLC, so forgive me for this, but I know about in regards. And yeah, I'm just gonna go over the OG Kingdom Hearts three ending. It's like, okay, again, disregarding the DLC remind aside, like when that ending of Kingdom Hearts three, when okay, you 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 beat Xehanort, quote unquote Xehanort, once again, one more time, and getting fit up because this game was basically setting out to be the trilogy of like selling oh like a 10 year a literally a 10 year old question of like what's gonna happen with organization 13 and all that and it's like okay you faced it off you beat xehanort and now yeah what's next and apparently there is this this subtle uh a, a background plot line of like have to go and save Kyrie again like xehanort sacrifice Kyrie, and then you have to go and save save her once again i thought we did that in the first game or second game i don't know it's it's all that and so once like okay you beat the final boss you beat all that like okay now go gotta save Kyrie and that and just again you it ends it right there and like okay and you see them all everyone all together everyone happy except uh, with um Sora having his happy ending like they have his vision and then he suddenly fades away like again like fade fade from memories and all that and again pre DLC like what if you didn't have the DLC like you're wondering what kind of ending is that. Sora fades away. He saves Kyrie, but in what cost? Is like what? And and now go, go now incorporating uh, taking account of the DLC remind DLC like oh you see him in the process of saving Kyrie like how to do that and then now uh, with um ah, dang what was that guy's name from uh in the Toy Story world uh, I forgot his name shoot but yeah like that that protagonist part really? huh really. Um, no, not not what he done. The other, uh, like that Final Fantasy guy that. Oh, in... uh, is that uh, Uzora? Uzora, Uzora. Thank yeah. you, thank you, thank you. Yeah, apparently Uzora comes in to the basic quote unquote save Asora and basically put him to sleep in order to like save him. But in another alternate ending, if you do beat uh, Uzora, he's like, oh, I don't need to be saved. Okay, I guess I was wrong. And then he goes tra being transferred into the, sh the Shibuya world, a la, a la like, um, yeah. Uh, uh, <laughs> I'm sorry, Todd, uh, remind me again, what was your favorite game um, from the 3DS uh, and also had a sequel? Um, the, the world ends with, the world ends with you. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's Shibuya. That wasn't yeah. confusing. Yeah, and like goes into that point, like into Shibuya, and now it basically sets up the plot point for uh, Kingdom Hearts Four. It's like, yeah. what? He ends in Shibuya, and that's it. And it's like, what? What's going on? What? Like, okay, he got. He's basically now trying to get back to Kyrie and everybody else in cast, and like, what? I mean, that's okay, simple. if you're a Kingdom Hearts fan, I know that we probably uh, can decipher this no problem. But yeah, to a normal guy who's trying to get like, to Kyrie, that's it. 
just to get back to Kyrie. Yeah, it's every game, yeah. <laughs> okay, okay, so, uh, yeah, okay, basically, answer, just to get back to Kyrie. But, like, the fact that it was supposed to be a trilogy, and now you're making it to Kingdom Hearts 4, and who knows how long we got to wait another 10, 10 years for that, is, yeah. Yeah, I'm not the hardcore guy. Kingdom Hearts guys, so color me stumps. I do, I do, would not, do not get on Kingdom Hearts three ending. I'm probably won't get e- even after it with three mind DLC. So yeah, Kingdom Hearts three confusing as heck. OG, I don't get. It. Yeah, it's just cr- not confusing. Yeah, and somehow he ends up in the real world in Kingdom Hearts four, in Shibuya no less. Well, the question is if that's the real world or just the world of uh, the world ends with you. We'll find out. So, but yeah, uh, that's definitely a confusing game. And with that confusing ending, we are now ending this episode of the Nintendo Team Podcast. Have you ever had a game that you were done with or have continued to play and you're like, I don't get it in one way or another? Do let us know. Also, what did you think of the Super Mario Bros. Wonder Direct and are you really excited for the game to come out? And are you going to get the Mario Red Switch? Please say no. Please. Uh, also, Unless you don't have a Switch. Unless you don't have a Switch, which is an option, but there are better there are better Switch OLED options, I promise you. Uh, also, are you going to get the uh, Rayman uh, content for Sparks of Hope? Are you uh, excited for the Splatoon 3 Drizzle, Drizzle season that's about to drop? Or the uh, Pokemon Vocaloids collaborations that'll, that'll happen in September and beyond? Let us... Oh, hiccup, sorry. Uh, let us know in the comments below. So, for Arbok... Andrew, Warrior Will, I am Triforce Todd. Ladies and gentlemen, we are out of time. We are not out of lives. We made it to the end of the level. So, raise the flag.